0: Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Sunday morning, 8.15 a.m. Wisconsin time. Yeah, I'm a little early today, right? Well, I'm in my truck. It's a beautiful morning so far. Not humid yet. Yes, it was just like so humid, you guys. It's crazy. We were supposed to get some rain this weekend, but it never panned out. It actually slid down into uh, Chicago. And I was really looking forward to some storms, but oh well. Because our season's starting to end with storms. So, hold on a second. So, I'm in my truck, and to my right is my little pond. Yeah, it's a creek. And to the left is a softball field. Nobody is here yet. And I just heard a duck, you guys. And I swear to God, it sounded fake. I'm like, that's so fake. That's somebody with a little kazoo thingy pretending to be a duck, right? And then it does it again. I'm like, that's so freaking fake. (laughs) I look up to my right, and there's a duck cruising through the water, quacking. (laughs) I don't know why. I thought I knew what a duck sounded like. It almost sounded like he had laryngitis. It's really funny. (laughs) That's so fake. That's somebody using a duck call, totally. I was wrong. Mr. Crow just showed up. You hear him yelling. So I've got my Duncan, and I'm actually trying a maple donut today, because I've never had one. And I took one bite. Holy sweetness. Good God. And oh, my God, is it messy. <laughs> Good thing I've got wipes in my truck. Good God. It is so freaking sticky and messy. I just hope the bees don't smell the maple and find the truck and want it. That's my only concern. Definitely a a, a bug attractor. Anyways, everybody, I hope you having a, you had a great work week, uh, vacation, um, retirement, whatever it is that you're doing. But I know a lot of my people that listen um, to my podcast are mid forties to fifties ish. So I don't know, maybe you're retired, maybe you're not. You're looking forward to retirement. I don't know. So guys, yesterday was the big day. One of them. And there goes the crow. I went to Ripon, Wisconsin, or Ripon, however you want to pronounce it, and I actually met Chris Williams, Dustin Parr, I say Parr, I know it's Parry, Shane Pittman, and Jay, God, you guys, I forgot, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, I'm horrible, but he does the Bigfoot um, hunting here, not here, but up towards Oshkosh in the Kettles. He was there, um, the Fox City... Paranormal team was there, they're the ones who put this whole thing on, which is horrible, because I didn't know they existed, but they are really nice people, and I have to be honest with you guys, Chris Williams and Dustin Parry are so fucking cool, I am not shitting you, they are so down to earth, and it's like, they're like, I don't know, maybe because they talk to the public a lot, I don't know. But they're really easy to talk to. They're so freaking casual. Oh my god, we hung out with them and talked to him for quite a while. Um, and I ended up buying a keychain from her. I got a signed autograph from Dustin, and I bought Jay's. Um, it's a new one. It's a DVD. It just came out. It's the Kettles, and hits it, the whole thing that he's does. I didn't get anything from Shane Pittman because I, you know, he is part of Darkness Radio, or was with Dave Schreeder, I think is that how you see his last name. I'm horrible at that. So anyways you guys, they are so friendly. And then oh my God, Dustin is a phenomenal speaker. Holy crap. And it was just a tiny little place that we we're in. Believe it or not it's a bowling alley. But it like <laughs> I said duck. Um but in like a little section of the bowling alley. And uh so they didn't have a stage or anything like that. So it was funny they had a Q&A for Dustin and uh, um Chris, nobody really had any questions, you know, because I think, I don't know, we are just kind of like, wow. And he just stole the show. He was so good. And then towards the very end of it, he had his own thing that he did. And he's a very, very good speaker. He, He's, wow. I'm just like blown away. And they did talk about the investigations that they did with GH and GHI. Uh, they actually just got done filming with GH, uh, they said, last week. So those episodes will be coming out uh, early next year or something like that I think that's the new episode is airing in October uh, so that'll be cool. Shane Pittman's working on something and then Jay just released this DVD so I it was so nice you guys I mean a few vendors here and there I bought a really cool little uh, tumbler with a witch thing on it that was neat. Uh, what else it was just it was I don't know it was almost like they they felt like they're that they were your longtime friends. You know, you just, you clicked with them. Maybe that's it. We clicked. And the one thing I totally forgot, which I knew I was going to do, because she's like, does anybody have any questions? And I'm not one to think on the fly of things. I'm horrible for that. Like on the spot, no. Give me a day later. Which I did. This morning I was thinking, while I was getting ready, I'm like, I should have told Chris Williams about the Wade house here in Wisconsin. She's a big history buff, right? And next Sunday, which I'll be there for the first time ever. I've always wanted to go to This the They have a reenactment, the Civil War reenactment here in Wisconsin. And I totally forgot to tell her that. Not that she'd be in town, but so I totally forgot to mention that. So I think she would have got a, a thrill out of hearing that. I'm really looking forward to that next Sunday. Rain or shine, we are going. We've already determined it. Usually when this thing happens, it's kind of rainy, but we'll see. Um, so that'll be really, really cool to experience next Sunday. And the Wade House, I'm going to bet it's extremely active with activity because of this. So what I'm hoping is that they're going to have the ground. Oh, it's not even a ground. You guys have to go online and check it out. It's called the Wade House. And um, you'd have to go online and, and take a look. But there's different buildings that they have they've got, like, the blacksmiths, they've got the carriage house, which literally is filled with all the old uh, horse carriages that I used to have back in the day, stuff like that, and I can't bring in any um, equipment, okay, I'm not gonna do that, that's, like, not cool, so I'm probably gonna try and use my phone, one of the apps that I am happy with, but we'll see, I don't know, I don't, but anyways, as I was trying to lead up to, is I think this place is very haunted, and they will not allow anybody to investigate, I'm sure they they've been called plenty of times by investigators, and TV shows, and, you know, they, they just won't, but, um, so I'd love to investigate there, so I'm gonna do it on my own, just very secretively, and I was trying to see if I could find a tiny little Ari, uh, rem pod, like an itty-bitty one, that I could just, like, kind of carry around with me, but there is no such thing, so I have to go by my, by my feelings, by my vibes, which I've never done there before, um, so yeah, so that, that goes, and then in November, I get to see Josh Gates, oh my god, you guys, I have wanted to meet that man for the past, shit, 20 years, <laughs> however long he's been doing Destination Truth, and then what he's doing now, oh, Shane, uh, Shane Pittman said he is so good, he said he puts on a really good show, he said he is such a nice guy, and I don't know if it's going to be like a meet and greet thing with with him or not, but I already purchased a ticket, so if we can meet Josh Gates, you guys, that'd be my ultimate, oh my God. I'd be like, (gasps) why? Because he's an archaeologist, and I love archaeology. I almost wanted to become an archaeologist. No, no, I'm not kidding there. Uh, I look for dinosaur bones and all of that. He's an archaeologist. He's an adventurous. He's a traveler. I like the adventure part. I'm not really into the traveling thing, but you know, anyways. And he's, oh, my God, he makes the silliest jokes ever. And I just giggle away at my, I I just, I can't help. I giggle at him. He's just so freaking cute. He's not married, but, oh, well. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) So, yeah, um, my last podcast is up to 89 plays, I think it is. So, yay, thank you. And don't forget, this is on Spotify. And you can always email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com. Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, and if you want to catch me on uh, YouTube, you can on Tuesday nights and Friday nights, I am on the Haunted Side live chat, I am one of the moderators, Patty, Wisconsin Ve- Investigators of the Supernatural, drop on by, he's a really cool guy, hell of a lot of energy, and I think that's why I'm so drawn to this man, his name is Patrick, and he's uh, he's quite the kick, so he's actually doing, there's a thing called PEX, paranormal something something in like Nevada, um, Virginia, I think I'm saying that right. Virginia City, yeah. So there's this is big thing this weekend. So he's going live on Face, on um, excuse me, YouTube a lot. With he did an investigation last night at the Truckee House. At like two for, for me, it was two thirty in the morning, and for him it was like what uh, twelve something. But anyways, I woke up and watched that, and then of course I couldn't fall back asleep. So whatever, it's not life. <laughs> um, so yeah. What else? Um, Oh, I did get an email by an individual. Uh, She had some questions about some activity in her house. And it was very nice that she reached out to me. She actually said she stumbled upon my podcast. And I had made a mention about orbs. And she sent me some videos on orbs that are in her home. Why do not people have to drive so, so damn slow? What's their deal? Squirrel! Anyways, so she sent that to me. Me and her chatted back and forth. Um, I did ask her if she wanted to reach out to Paranormal Team because she's having a lot of activity in her house, and she has since done that. So I'm glad that she did that. Um, what else? Oh, and then my my famous um, I think I'm calling you Curtis, right? You've been, he's been sending me stories, so that's really cool. He had one. It's just it'll give you a brief um, because I don't know if I could bring that app up while I'm doing this podcast. To be honest with you guys, I don't know. I've never tried it, and I don't want to disconnect this podcast because I'm quite a bit into it. So he was telling me that when he was a kid, he was, if I remember correctly, he was this, you know, where we carried around, you know how you did, you had your cassette players, you know, the you had headphones and stuff like that? Well, he had had it. And then I think he said, I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, oh, let me see if I can try and bring up this app. See if hopefully we won't screw this up. Okay, it's still recording. All right, here we go. All right. Let's see. This is his story. Um. And then he shared another story. Okay. And then he shared a picture of this place called. Um. Pete's Boiled Hamburgers. I've never heard of it, but he sent me a YouTube link. I haven't checked it out yet. Okay. All right. Here we go. When he was about 11 or 12, he was holding a pair of headphones in his hand. Back when they were really big, like the clunky things. Remember, they like slipped. You know, you remember the big ones, like the massive ones. Well, actually, they're coming back in fashion again. If you think about it, because kids are starting to wear those again. Anyways, um, uh, so they were clunky things, and they slipped out of my fingers while I was fiddling with them and standing in my living room watching TV. It distracted me, so I wasn't paying much attention to what I was doing. I remember them falling out of my hand, and then nothing. I didn't hear them hit the ground, and we had hardwood flooring. No clink, no smack, no nothing. I thought it was just the, you know, the TV's kind of loud, so that's why I didn't hear it. But when I looked down, there was nothing. Absolutely nothing. I could not find the headphones anywhere, and I asked my mom and dad repeatedly if they saw them anywhere. They never found them, neither did I. It's like it dropped, dropped them into another dimension or to never be seen again. So... That was kind of weird because I have i don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard that there's vortexes out there and black holes and black holes are so freaking tiny. We don't really ever see them. We don't notice them just like a vortex. They're so small and they happen within so many seconds. You guys think I'm crazy, right? No. <laughs> they happen so fast. You don't see them. It's just like gone. And, and it's gone. I mean, it's, it's, I just recently kind of heard about this. I'm like, wow hello, Mr. Crow. So that was kind of cool. That was a cool story. It's a true story. So he gives good stories and name Curtis. Um, but he's going to be sharing more stories. So yay. And we're back in touch again. So yay. Uh, what else here? This one I think is a, a read it story. okay, here we go. About six years old at the time. Sorry about this. Just kind. Okay. okay, about six years, about six years old at the time, and we were at an old cemetery where my mom was trying to find an old grave of a relative. She wasn't. Sorry, she couldn't remember where the gravestone was, and was standing, still looking around. While she's standing there, I suddenly felt compelled to run off in a certain direction. I kept running among the headstones until I f- had the feeling to stop. That. A feeling to (sighs) until the feeling to stop came over me. Go up, darn it. Anyways, um, sorry, sidetracked. So I came to a stop and in front of the head, in front of a headstone, and looking at it to find that it was the headstone my mom was looking for all along. Okay. Um, when I was around five or six years old, I told my mom an old lady used to come and read me stories when I was in bed every night. According to our next door neighbor, the lady I had described died a few years before we moved into the house. That was a read it story. That wasn't his story. So, yay, it worked. I, did, I didn't lose the the connection. Yay. You <clears throat> know, so on my last podcast, I'd made a mention that I'm going to try and start, uh, doing something other than always ghost stories, like reaching, not reaching out, but, Doing research on um sorry I was getting distracted again damn it on different things other than ghost stories so I did some a little bit of research I thought it was kind of cool I had fun with it it's different types of um, definitions of things oops that's not what I wanted hold on hold on guys. Here we go. This is something, it's actually, there's two things I'm going to go over, um, different definitions of different things, like different ghost stories, you know, what people consider ghosts, stuff like that. So the first one, and then this, of course, led me down to the rabbit hole and so on and so forth, but I thought this was kind of neat. I liked it. The first one is called, Uh uh-huh. Skookum, S-K-O-O-K-U-M, referring to a ghost, a demon, or a spirit. Skookum is a, chief, is a chiefly a Northwestern term and comes from a language of the Chinook Native American peoples of the Pacific Northwest. In the Northwest and Alaska, Sukum as an adjective means strong, powerful, and good, while Sukum House is a jail and a Sukum Chuck is a turbulent channel of water. Mm. Tommyknocker, which we've heard of Tommyknocker, right? More than just a Stephen King movie. God, that maple donut is just like, whoa, so strong. It's like, I can't eat it. No, no, it's too messy. Uh-oh, it's getting in my, in my hair. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yes, I can. On with the story. All right, so Knockers have been used in the West since the early 20th century to mean a ghost that lives in the mine. <clears throat> It also refers to the knocking noise that that said ghost is supposed to make. See, I get it. Roll up my window here, guys. One second. Live podcast. Recording live podcast. Shut up, everybody. Stop driving by. Live podcast. She should have a little red light on my truck. Recording. Recording. <laughs> All right, sorry. It also refers to uh, knocking the ghosts make uh, in ma- minds which I've heard before. The ghost sense sense bleh, the, this ghost sense comes from the English dialect word "tommy knocker," meaning hammer used to break an oar. Mm-hmm. Haunt. In the South and South Midland states, a haunt or haint is a ghost or spirit. The earliest definition of haunt weren't ghostly at all. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the word originated in the 13th century to mean a practice habitually or to frequent a place. Around 1576, it gained the figurative meaning of memories, cares, feelings, thoughts, etc. that distract one frequently. Oh, in 1597, the term wandered into the supernatural from Richard III, some haunted by the ghosts they have disappeared Deposed? Deposed. Almost 300 years later, it finally came to refer to a spirit or ghost. Well, that's interesting. That's actually kind of a neat little tidbit to share <clears throat> if you're uh, hanging out with friends or something. That's a good one to use, right? Um, four and five. Hot, hate, or hot steam. You might run into a hot, hate, or hot steam in the lower Mississippi Valley in southern Alabama. In Ben Brumman's 1938 book, Blow for a Landing, hot haints are hot because (laughs) they've gone to hell. Uh, And to kill a mockingbird, a hot steam is described as somebody who can't get to heaven. Interesting. It just allows, it just wallows around on lonesome roads, and if you walk through them, when you die, you will be one too. Where's that? Oh, is that a Kingfisher bird? Oh my God, you guys. Oh my God. Oh my God, you guys, I've never seen one of these. The Kingfisher is a beautiful bird. Oh my God, look at that. I don't have my freaking camera. They're blue with a big white collar and they got their feathers that stand up on their head and a really unique looking beak. Look at that. I'm 100% that was Kingfisher. Oh, boy. Damn, I wonder if he'll come closer. Sorry, you guys. I got sidetracked, but I love watching birds, too. Even if I did my cannon, I don't think I can zoom in on him. Anyways, it's not a woodpecker. 100% not a woodpecker. Because I didn't recognize that call. I'm like, what bird is making that call? And there he is. Well, you guys are very lucky to experience that. You don't see these very often. So I've got a record. I got a kingfisher. Nice. I'm just looking around. There's a squirrel. <laughs> okay, sorry. Bugaboo. This ghostly South and South Midland expression might also refer to as imaginary monster or or of the or the devil. In use since 1710. The OED says the word might come from now obscure meaning of bug, an imaginary evil spirit. The insect meaning came later. Oh, so it was originally just called bug? And also, it might also be influenced by a boo. Also, bugaboo or boogaboo. I did not know that. Uh, Let's see, a boger. We'll just call it a boger because I'm not going to say what I think it says. Careful if someone from the South or South Midlands states that says you have a booger, booger, well call booger. They could mean something more frightening than a piece of something on your nose. The word originated in the 1750s to mean a despicable man. According to OED. I don't know what OED is. It came to mean the menacing supernatural creature. Interesting. Duppy. <coughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. In Alabama and Louisiana, you might say duppy for ghost, according to Dare. The word comes from Bube, b-u-b-e, a Bantu language of West Africa. OED's earliest citation in the English is from British historian Edward Long's 1774 book of the History of Jamaica. While Dare's D-A-R-E-S-L on uppercase is from 1919 issue, the Journal of American Folklore, a ghost story tale based on a belief about haints and buggies and duppies, duppies, hide behind. Also hide behind or a nigh behind. This term refers to a ghost or imaginary creature that always hides behind. <clears throat> excuse me, some object. Hmm. Henry Tryon's 1939 book Fearsome Critters describes a hide behind as a six-foot-tall, highly dangerous animal with a grizzly-like claws. Conveniently enough. It's never been known to attack. It's never what? It never known to attack and I don't know what the hell they're talking about, there, guys. Sorry. <laughs> According to Vance Randolph in 1951, we always lie to strangers. Tall tales from the Ozarks. The monster is a is a lizard as big as a bull that lies in wait for human beings on the trails at night. I need a Try not to get the maple in my hair. Crap. Uh. Okay. <whistles> He's just still sitting there. I wanted to make another call. How lucky are we, huh? Catawampus. I actually just love the word catawampus. They say, Patty, what's your favorite word? Catawampus. <laughs> <laughs> An imaginary monster or hobgoblin in the South and um. And the South and South Midland states. The word also means fierce, up-sparring, unsparring, and destructive, according to OED and the original uh, as a humorous formation. The first part of which might have been influenced by catamount, a puma or a cougar. See, isn't that neat how words change over the years, you guys, from the 1800s to current? How they just. they morph. <laughs> I think had a seed just fall in my truck. I hope. Swogon. This main term for a spirit might come from Swamp swogon, as quoted in the Hallman's Day <laughs> Days Up in Maine. For even in these days, P.I. What the fudge? For even in these days, P.I. Shake at the Great Swamp. Oh, P. paranormal Investigator shake. I don't know what they're talking about. Sorry. <sighs> when it blitters and glabbers the long night through and shrieks. For the souls of the shivering crew, another made w- main word, swogan, also sp- spelled swagan and swagan, another variation, refers to bean soup. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. It's um, akua. In Hawaii, akua is a god, spirit, or supernatural being. The OED has atua, which it says is a Polynesian word with the same meaning. Steffi, oh no, no, I said that wrong. Stepney, S-T-E-P-N-E-Y. This expression is used among Gula speaking in on the Georgia and Southern Carolina coast. God, words are hard this morning. It could mean hunger or hard times, and may also be personified as a. Oh, there's that word, guys. Malevolent, I can't say it, malevolent, malevolent spirit, however, the word comes from isn't clear, that is one word I cannot pronounce this day, malevolent, male, I can't say it, I can see it, I just can't say it. Plat eye. Careful of the plat eyes if you're roaming around the South Carolina at night. These hobgoblins or there's that damn word again. Well, the spirits are said to rise out of the graves. Plat eye prowl refers to the time of night that they're said to roam. Mmm. Oh, he's making the noise. Oh, uh, he's gone. Fucking cars. Anyways, go devil. Another South Carolina expression. A go-devil is an evil spirit or someone made up to look like one. The term also refers to various machines and devices in agricultural forestry (laughs) and logging. Hag or hag spirit. While commonly known as a witch in the southeast, a hag or hag spirit might also refer to the evil spirit of a dead person. Said spirit is supposed to cause nightmares by writing the luckless dreamer written, according to OED means if afflicted by nightmares or oppression in the mind. Excuse me. I don't know what OED is yet, maybe I should do research on what OED is something something dictionary, probably, right? Alright. 17. Raw head and bloody bones. In additional, in addition to being an excellent name for the death and mental rate right? of a mental of a band, right? In um, a South and South Midland expression for a specter or a hobgoblin, it's an old term, dare's earliest citation in American English is from, good Skit- God, 1637. While in British English, it's 1566. How did do document all this stuff? According to OED, the raw head part is terrifying. Terrifyingly and typically imagined as having a head in the form of a skull whose flesh has been stripped of its skin, while bloody bones is sometimes described as a boogeyman who lurks in ponds, waiting to drown children. Oh, my God. So, I thought that was kind of neat. Just neat little, um, it's basically it says 17 scary sayings for ghosts from across the United States. I thought that was pretty cool. And then, I found something called, I didn't even know this existed, you guys. This can be a hell of a lot of fun. Monstropedia. M-O-N-S-T-R-O-P-E-D-I-A dot org. It's like Wikipedia. But for fucking monsters, dude. Any monster you can think of. Anything. They've got this dictionary. So, um, if I did that swagoon, swagoon, you scroll down. Of course, you showing anything. not showing anything. Um, let's go with, um. Let's just do the Mothman, okay? Let's see what shows. Mothman. Here we go. See? And then you just scroll down, and it tells you all the different times of Mothman, the different words it means. Um, Owlman, Mothman, Orange Batty, Flatwood, Monster, by a number of other investigators, including those of the Air Force. Air Force. The Mothman has also been exhibited, explained by this. Related series of vinyl... So... Shadow People... Cryptozoology, chupacabra, spring hill jack, and you just click on it. Watch this dude in this truck ahead of me. He's talking to someone. Oh, oh. Also, when you click on these, um, they have drawings of what these things look like. These beasts are crypto, and there's like all these different categories. There's over two thousand articles. It's crazy. Spring hill jack, also spring hill jack, spring hill jack, etc. Originally called spring Springald, By some media, it is a character from English folklore said to have existed during the Victorian era and able to jump extraordinarily high. The urban legend of Spring-Heeled Jack gained immense popularity in its time due to the tales of his bizarre appearance and ability to make extraordinary leaps, to the point where he became the topic of several works works of fiction. Non-fiction is true, fiction is not true. And then you scroll down. It goes down to <clears throat> description, morphology, history, early reports. Who these people who put this on do a hard work, you guys, making this official recognition in 1983. A few months after these first sightings on January 9, 1838, Lord Mayor and of London and Sir John Cowan revealed at a public se- <laughs> public session held in Madison House with an complaint he had received several days earlier. 18... What did I say? What year? 1838? And then it, it tells you more scales, just the reports and the cases, and God, it just goes on. The legend spreads, Spring Hill Jack, and then they show you how year after year it continues to, to change. 1886. The last reports was in the 1870s, Similar cases. Um, this is all in England, of course. Prague. It's just... What? Similar figure known as Peric or the Spring Man of Prague was seen in the Netherlands around 1939-1945. Theories about the origins. <laughs> skeptical positions. It's just amazing that who these people that put this on, it just blows my mind. I mean, that's... I'm trying to think of something else that we don't usually, like, oh God, is this right? This, I suck at this. Like, if I do Lake Monster, Lake Minster, got spell right, Patty. S T E R Monster, Lake Monster. And you hit search. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. And there's like a drop-down category: angels and demons, artificial monsters, corporeal undead. I don't know what that is. Cryptids and dinosaurs, furry creatures, human monsters, paranormal entities, fabulous beasts, shapeshifters, monsters. Art. It's just. I saved this on my phone, so now I always have it. But I tell you what, you guys, if you go to like say um shapeshifters, it's freaking alphabetized. T- there's not. Actually, there is a lot. Good God. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of these I cannot pronounce. Obviously, because they're from different countries. Dear Woman, I've heard of. Dragon King, Drac. Um, just goes on and on. I don't know where to start. I don't know when to stop. Incubus, obviously, my Incubus is. <laughs> There's that duck again. He <laughs> <It> scared me. <laughs> oh my God, I jumped. <laughs> You guys heard him that time, right? That's the duck. The Kingfisher flew away. I don't know where he went. <laughs> Lady Whitesnake. And you just click on it. And again, it shows you the pictures. Lady Whitesnake. Um, also known as Madam Whitesnake. Uh, it's a basic story. So, yeah. It's it's kind of neat. I mean, if you have the time and you like to read folklore and things like that, give it them- He's he's laughing at me. Uh, Give it a look. So, you guys, sorry if I rambled on this way, but I wanted to try something different. I like to do, I try to keep it a little more entertaining so it's not always ghost stories and things like that. Granted, the podcast is true paranormal experiences, but I also cover folklore, haunted objects, things like that. So, yeah, I had fun with it. I hope you guys had fun. I went a little bit over. Usually, I, I stop at 30 minutes, but I just sort of got time got, got away from me, <laughs> plus these ducks are cracking me up, ah, no pun intended, um, so yeah, all right, you guys, I, I don't think I'll be on here next Sunday, because I have that, um, that war reenactment, maybe Saturday I can do the podcast, but again, if you have anything, please email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com, Facebook is Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, you can FaceTime, not, guys say FaceTime me, PM me, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you have any stories you want to share, I can share them on the podcast. Of course, I'll be anonymously, just like I did for the prior lady and for Curtis. Um, yeah, feel free to do it. I and again, this is found on Spotify. If you have any issues, with anchor, share it. You can rate me. Please be kind. Uh, you can do it on Spotify. So what else? Uh, the house has been quiet. Nothing new regarding that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, no, no investigations going on, which is, it is what it is. I can't change that. But you guys, you guys, you all, you two, yeah, you two right there. (laughs) You know who you are. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It means a hell of a lot to me. That's why I keep doing it, because I have fun to just sit here and chit-chat to myself. (laughs) Anyways, everyone have a wonderful week. Stay positive. Whatever you're doing, it'll work out. It'll turn out right. So anyways, you guys, I'll take care. (laughs) Well anyways <laughs> you guys take care. This is Mr. Paranormal signing off.